Seven in ten Americans admit that they struggle with at least one aspect of their financial stability. One in five middle-class workers in the U.S. say that they spend more money than they earn. And finally, 20% of women compared to 13% of men say that they remain stressed about financial issues and how much money they earn. These findings come to us courtesy of CBS News and the Financial Health Network, a nonprofit financial consultancy who conducted a survey of over 5,400 Americans when they asked them about the state of their financial health. Putting your fiscal house in order is one of the most important things you'll ever do as an adult. So, as we wrap up 2022 and look forward to a prosperous new year, I wanted to sit down with a financial whiz to get you on the financial right track to ring in the new year. So, I did just that when I had a brief but important conversation with Mel Lieber, a premium finance specialist and estate and retirement planner. He founded Finance Premiums in 2015 and he quickly became one of the leaders in the field of finance. And now he leverages his experience to help people multiply their retirement income and helping small business owners, accountants, and attorneys secure their firm's brighter future. And Libra was nice enough to join me this week to have a wide-ranging conversation about financial planning, retirement savings, his own background in the world of finance, and so much more. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. I'll take a moment to welcome you to the program, and I'm su- super excited to talk to you all about finance this afternoon. Great to see you, and happy holidays, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it very much, Kevin. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Now, Mel, I know that uh, you started your company in uh, 2015, and uh, you've been a leading expert in the field of finance ever since. So I'm wondering if we can start our conversation by you telling me about the trajectory of your career and how you got to where you are today. 
Okay, yeah. So, Kevin, it went, went like this, kind of. I started my career, you know, as a, you know, really 2013 or so. But 2015, I started my own company, Finance Premiums, which is pretty much a specialized industry called premium finance, which is a way of instead of just investing your money in life insurance policies and high-performing policies, you actually get to borrow money from a lender from a bank. Similar to investing in real estate, you get to borrow money from a bank and invest in these policies, and your growth ends up being much higher than it otherwise would be. So we're able to outperform those 401ks, those IRAs, and most other tax advantage investments out there. That's what we get to do. We get to bring this product to people. I found this product in 2013 or so, 2014, and I just loved it. And I decided that's going to be what I'm going to base my career on. And I just dived all in. You know, I spent many, many months researching the concept before I started. I loved it. I jumped all in and I just devote myself to it. And thank God I'm able to help tons and tons of people and, you know, get to help myself too while I'm at it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you were the, one of the youngest ever recipients of a top producing award and the youngest qualify, one of the youngest qualifiers for the National Life Group's uh, conference. So tell me about uh, those awards you received and uh, what, what what they mean to you as, as an individual. Yeah, so I actually, you know, kind of jumped into a niche in the industry, which is usually reserved for those people. And they're like, you know, mid 40s and 50s and 60s, because it's uh, generally a part of the industry, which is requires lots of experience and lots of understanding. Thank God I've been blessed with the ability to really understand these concepts, as well as the fact that I come from a family of a real finance family. My oldest brother has a hedge fund. My other brother is a day trader. My sister is a financial planner. My father was, was a life insurance agent for 45 years. So I'm really stepping in at a point where most people you know, needed 15 years experience. That's kind of how I started off. So therefore, I was able to jump into this industry, which is a niche industry, which requires a tremendous amount of expertise to excel in. And uh, thank God I was able to do that right away. And, you know, I took a lot of the skills. I'm actually a rabbi, by the way, on the side. So I took a lot of the skills that I learned in my training and my analytical skills that I needed to pick up in dissecting um, Jewish law. And I applied that to finance, and it worked very well for me. Yeah, absolutely. And do you think your experience as a rabbi helps you to really relate to people in the field of finance. Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, I sometimes joke around with my clients that I feel like I'm their financial therapist because, you know, it starts off like, you know, what's going to be the best return. And then you really have to understand the person. How much risk are they willing to take? What are their needs? What's their relationship with their wife, with their children, with their parents, with their siblings. You know, all these things may take have an effect on how to plan their future financial, you know, financial future. And therefore, you know, sometimes you get into a conversation with people and 
you know, once they realize that you're an honest, caring, ethical person, so then they open up to you about all their financial everything. And I believe my background enables people to feel feel comfortable and trust that I have an ethic uh, approach to everything. And that's very helpful. Absolutely. And uh, Mel, they tell me that you have uh, five kids and that you're happily married. So tell me what's the best part about being a dad and uh, what what do you hope your legacy will be uh, for your kids as well? Well, I'll tell you something. Um, There's definitely a challenge. Having five kids is uh, definitely keeps your hands full while trying to run a business, have five kids, take care of my everything that I want to do on a religious side. It's definitely keeps me busy, but it keeps me young and it gives meaning to life, which is very, very important. I spend so much time with my kids. I'm not a workaholic at all. And I, um, it's something beautiful. I mean, when you, when your kids want to emulate you that then, you know, you're, you're doing well, that's a great thing. And I think a lot of my, I, I think my kids, a lot of them are, you know, trying to aim to follow my lead, which is something that's very, very nice. Well, well, Mel, I'll tell you that being a a dad is going to be the best and most important job you'll ever have, right? Yeah, sure, definitely. Well said, Kevin. Absolutely. And Mel, tell me that you're also into hiking and sports and the great outdoors and the activities and adventures. You, you can get into their bodies. So as an old sports reporter, I'm fascinated to uh, ask you about your or love of sports and the outdoors, buddy. Tell me, when you're not working, what do you like to do for fun? So, you know, I love a game of tennis. I love a game of volleyball. I'm not one for – I don't do that much of watching sports. I'm more like playing sports. And I played in like a football league for uh, 12 years. Uh, flag football league until I realized those like 19 year olds were starting to run by me. That was, that was a problem, <laughs> but you know, I just love getting out there. I love hiking. My family goes on tons of hiking trips, camping trips, and this is what we love. And tell me, Mel, where's your favorite place to hike? My friend. Um, you know, maybe I'll go for it. There's a place called beer mountain which is, uh, you know, uh, like really a less than an hour out of the city in New York. You know, there's, uh, there's a hike there that I like called Breakneck Ridge. It's a very enjoyable hike. Very well. And tell me, when you look at uh, the term financial security, how do you think that's best achieved on a grander or more broader skill. How could people really achieve financial security? Well, there's two main ingredients which are easier said than done. Number one is to spend less than you earn. That's very important. And number two is to invest your savings and invest, invest, invest young and invest often. And tell me, what what do you think are some uh, financial pitfalls that p- people fall into that you try try to uh, steer, steer them away from? I'm I'm curious. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, some people 
are so scared of taking any risk that they just go and stick the money in the bank when they don't realize that that is often the biggest risk of them all, so to speak. Because when your money is not earning and it's decreasing in value, especially with today's inflation, if you're not investing the money, some people think that's safety. That's not safety because unless you're making a ton of money, you're never going to be able to create the financial security that you really want. And tell me, how do you think inflation has really impacted people's ability to achieve financial security? Well, the people that got it most negatively affected are the older people that are at the stage in their investing career where they feel that they cannot no longer handle the risks of the up and downs of the stock market and feel that they need safe investments that you know, will only earn them 3%, 4% a year. And these people, their whole savings, that they worked their whole life to put away, that money is decreasing in value by 10% a year. If that keeps on going, then the buying power of their dollars is going to be much less, and they're going to be, unfortunately, in big trouble. Yeah, and Mel, you tell me that you're a financial guy that values honesty and integrity and, and really putting a, a premium value on that in terms of uh, setting yourself apart as a financial guy who really cares. So tell me about uh, the importance you place on honor, honesty and integrity, buddy, because I know that it's important to you. Well, I'm a strong, strong believer in doing what is best for the client. And it's driven two ways. One, it's driven from my religious beliefs, that it's very, very important to take care of the client. And that's what's most important. You cannot let your ulterior motives get in the way of doing what's best for the client. And secondly, even from a business standpoint, I'm a strong believer that if you want to be successful in business and you want people to trust you, you have to always do what's best for the client even if, you know, it doesn't work out so well for you. But that's the way that you're going to be successful in life. Yeah, and talk to me about really uh, developing uh, trust with uh, financial clients because whenever you handle people's money, it's really important that they uh, uh, develop a, a level of trust with you. So tell me about developing a level of trust with your clients and the work that goes into that. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, off the bat, a large percentage of my clients come from referrals. And uh, refer being that they come from referrals, there's sometimes often an automatic inbuilt trust because I already, you know, did something with their friend or their brother or maybe their cousin. So off the bat, that's always a big help. Another way that I get clients often is I have a lot of CPAs that I work with because there's a lot of CPAs. I explain to them what I could do and how it can help clients, and they love it. So therefore, when the CPA, your CPA says, I think you should check this out, this makes a lot of sense, that always puts me in a very good starting position. Well, business is all about relationships, isn't it? Yeah, sure, that's what it is. Nobody wants to talk to a robot. That's why I am not worried about being taken over by a robot. Also, I don't think robots could understand people's emotional needs as well as people could. Well, there's a true value in authentic human connection, isn't there? 
Most definitely. That definitely is uh, what people are looking for. There are certain people that I will tell, you know, just put your money on the S&P 500. Get an open a Vanguard account and put your money on the S&P 500 and just keep on putting money in. And some people have, a lot of people have the self-discipline to do that and don't really necessarily need a person. But for a hard, large percentage of society, unless there's somebody holding their hand along the way, making sure that they are actually investing. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that won't invest unless they have that hand-holding. And if somebody needs it, I'm happy to be there to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And Mel, I know that also balancing family life and your work life is important to you. So what's the best advice for people who are really trying to balance both their family and work lives? Because I know that that's critically important to your success, my friend. So I think we have to divide that question into two different types of people. The first type of person is somebody that is struggling to pay their basic bills. The second type of person is somebody who could pay their basic bills, but you know is always working to get to the next level. So I'm going to speak about the second person. The first one is not so many good answers for, but the second person, the person that is able to you know afford their basic bills, they just want to strive to the next level. I think a lot of people have to st- take a step back, freeze time, and think. You know, in 30 years, am I going to be happier if I had? worked harder and harder and harder and earned more and more money with less connection to my children and family? Or would I be happier in 30 years if we turn around and, you know, I earned a nice living, but I was really there for my kids and family. And I think if you think of it that way, what would I want as a 75-year-old, as an 80-year-old, what would I have wanted? Most people would turn back and say it would have been better and spend the time with the kids and family. You have to stop now and think about what I would think when I'm 75, 80. And that will help guide you in what you should do now. Because a lot of times people get caught up running to the next step, when in reality, it's kind of silly. You got to live in the moment, and your kids are only young when they're young. And when you try to build a relationship with your 30-year-old children, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Mel, I always tell people that you make time in life for the priorities that are important to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the rat race. It's part of human nature, but it's our job to break away from it. Yeah, absolutely. And Mel, tell me, what, what do you think is the key to really creating financial strategies that will lead you to long-term prosperity in both your financial and your personal life. What do you think is the key to creating uh, sustainable uh, financial strategies that will lead to prosperity? So off the bat, once somebody is actually putting away enough money, because, you know, there there is no crystal ball. I can't. You know, you can't put away $1,000 a year and expect that in 30 years you're going to have enough money to live on. I wish I had a crystal ball to help out everybody that can only save $1,000 a year. I don't have that crystal ball. But what I could say is once a significant amount of funds are being put away, so to speak, somebody should be taking an investment that we could expect is going to have a high amount 
you know, say anything crazy or wild. But your money should be invested somewhere, which there is expected high rate of turn, high rate of return, and expected low tax payments. And with those two things together, consistent saving, high rate of return, low taxes, that's what you should be aiming for. And you could expect uh, to have a nice retirement, a nice future, a nice amount of financial success. Yeah, absolutely. And Mel, for someone that hasn't uh, uh, invested or saved money before, or they really want to get started in the process of saving money for a more prosperous future, how, how would you advise them to get started in really saving money smartly? Well, I can't tell you as one rule for every situation. Because that's actually, you know, that's that's where it, what it comes in interesting. It depends on somebody's many, many factors. You know, their age, <clears throat> their time horizon, their income, their family size, and there's many, many factors. But to give a basic rule of thumb off the bat, for most people, but this isn't true for everybody, for most people, the best thing for them to do is just go open up a Vanguard account and start investing money on the S&P 500. That's that simple idea is, for, you know, a good 75% of society, that's the best answer. Very well, and, and you know, uh, Mel, we're, we're wrapping up the holiday season, money, and I know that uh, uh, religion and tradition is important to you. So for you, what's the best uh, part of this time of year, and what are you most grateful for? Well, I think that's pretty easy. I think uh, whichever, whatever holidays everybody is celebrating, I think the common theme is it's family time. And I think it's a good time for everybody to reflect and realize what's important in their life and therefore make it a focus the upcoming year that you should focus on that which is important, namely the family build those relationships, invest in those relationships, and that's an investment that has a great, very high rate of return. And, and stay committed to the investment you make, right? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And Mel, my final question for you today has to do with your own individual and personal legacy and how you want that to be defined. My life mission? My life mission is to be able to lead my family into being very, very good, accomplished people who are of high, uh, high ethic values. And I want to be able to help the world in as great of a way in whether it's helping people create that state of financial security or whether it's helping teaching people and helping people to do what's right and being happier people. Absolutely. And Mel, if people want to, Get connected with you. What's the best way they can do that? Uh, the best way is they can shoot me an email. My email is mel, M-E-L, at financedpremiums.com. That's F-I-N-A-N-C-E-D, premiums, P-R-E-M-I-U-M-S, dot com. And shoot me an email if somebody wants. They could also check out my website, which is www.financepremiums.com. Fantastic. Well, Mel, I want to uh, thank you sincerely for taking some time during this 
holiday season to talk to me all about the importance of uh, creating a great and a sustainable financial future, my friend. Your work in this space and Tom on my behalf is most appreciated. And I want to thank you for being here today. Okay, well, I appreciate being here. It was amazing. It was great meeting you, Kevin. <laughs>